Okay, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, we also release the show with video visuals on YouTube. So if you like some pretty pictures to go along with our pretty voices, search for Digital Suffering Podcast on YouTube to find us. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Digital Suffering. Uh, this will be part one of our E3 uh, coverage. Not so much live, but uh, as live as it's going to get. I'm your co-host, Stephen Something, and uh, with me is our other co-host, Phantom Lim. Right, what's first up on the menu? Uh, for starters, we have Creature in the Well. Uh, this looks to be a third-person um, action game in that it's a sort of top-down view. Uh, you control a character, you run around a uh, sort of dungeon, and it's got a very interesting inter uh, interaction mechanic. Uh, it's a sort of... Essentially, it's like Transistor or Hades or one of those uh, action games meets a breakout. Uh, so there's lots of projectiles in play, and the character has a sword of some description that can be used to knock back the projectiles in order to have them hit um, objects and interact with them. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Initially, it looked just like an action game, but it's more like a puzzle. Game. Yeah, it's it's got definitely all sort of uh, all puzzle elements to it. Uh, you know, you have to clear each room, work out the the bits that you have to hit, uh, in order for it to to proceed to the next part. Um, not much is uh, shown in. It's the the trailer doesn't give away too much. Um, it. A lot of the the interaction seems to be with environmental hazards more than uh, sort of enemies that can you know move around the room and stuff. It kind of reminded me, um, in a very very loose sense, not anything major, but it reminded me of like a link to the past. Oh yes, yes. Where you went into a room and you had to complete either killing the enemies or solving the puzzles. Yeah. And then it would progress to the next room. And that top-down view was very indicative of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, yes. It's, uh, it, it's got that, that, whole, that whole feel to it. Um, very stylized graphics, which looks very nice. Um, it's... Yeah, it's like cell-shaded meets... Uh, sort of, yeah, print. yeah, it's a sort of cartoon block colour style. Yeah. Um, very sort of bold colours, uh, sort of line, line arts, um, aesthetic to it. Uh, only on the Switch, is that right? Is it Switch exclusive? Uh, no, I think this is coming out on Steam as well. Okay, so the PC. I wonder what the control mechanism scheme will be like. Yeah, um, the control scheme will be use a bloody controller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Steam flights. Uh, yeah, um, and this year as well. It's so it's done. Oh, okay. That's I'm wasn't anticipating imminent arrival. Us talking about something that would be released in the immediate future. <laughs> it's like I was not aware. I was Al not almost everything else is March 2020. Yeah. At, at E3, but you know, there are there are a couple uh, 2019. A lot of those are ones I think we've already seen. It always bugs me when they, you know, preview games that aren't, you know, that it should not be allowed to preview a game if it's more than six months out. 
Oh, same for movies, right? Yeah. Like, I remember... Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. And it was like, when's it coming out? <laughs> November. Wait, what month are we in? Ah, yeah, anyway. not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. It's, it's definitely... No, it definitely will be November because they got to redo it. <laughs> right. Moving swiftly on uh, for the main course. Well, as much as it may be, we have uh, Elden Ring. This is one of those main courses that's just a blob in the middle of the plate. It, it it's yeah it's it's a sort of little splash of sauce and some oddly shaped vegetables and you're like, is that all? I'm hungry. Uh, right. Um, so Elden Ring, uh, brought to what? us by uh, the genius that is uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki uh, from the from 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 software from from software from 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 from, from software. And George R. R. Martin, because he has nothing better to do with his time <laughs> than work on a video game. That isn't the project that he's been working on for 20 years. Well, can you imagine if this game follows the same release schedule as Game of Thrones? Uh, imagine if it was episodic. No. Imagine if it was episodic. No. You're like, right, we're just waiting for the final chapter of the game. It'll be released like 50 years from now. <laughs> Pass. I'm out. So the trailer doesn't... It's just flavour CGI more than anything. Uh, one of the characters does have a prosthetic arm. So but is it prosthetic? Well, the thing is, it just all clips in. And it, there's no, kind of, there's no, there's no mechanism. So the, the entire arm is fake. We don't know if the arm thing, but it's very reminiscent of Sekiro with the, you know, the, the prosthetic arm. So it may say, well, we, we like that mechanic so much. We're going to have one of our characters have that. But the thing is, they've got a lot of... They're introducing a lot of characters. We don't know... You know, is it multiple protagonists? Is it is, is it anything? I mean, we can just we're just speculating here. They've gone back to the blacksmith, which is very um, symbolic of Dark Souls. At the the hub of it was always you returning to a blacksmith to upgrade. But again, um, serious problems with their appendages. Yeah. But that's it. In the end, is it going to be just a new Dark Souls game where all the lore is filled in by George or R. Martin instead of um, the From Software team? Probably. Um, I mean, from the audio of the the trailer, it is alluding to something. Uh, they're kind of trying to make it a lot bigger than it's the sum of its parts. Mm. But I mean, with with the. With the um, the Dark Souls and you know all, all those all the From Software things, they they all you know hint and allude to a, a far wider universe than what the player experiences. And there's lots of lore and stuff. You know, the, the, it, it, a lot of the characters, the enemies have these weird backstories that you know it's like they need more. You know, more time should be given to these. Just this is just some kind of big monster that kills you a load of times. You kill it and then eventually you move on. And there's a whole thing where, you know, I, I sort of I read up, you know, um, it was one of the, the Dark Soul enemies. It was this um, optional boss. Um, it was this, like, lady dragony thing. And you didn't, uh, you didn't need to fight her. And she doesn't, like, even attack you. But if you, like, keep attacking her, she then fights you. And it turns out the story is, like, really tragic. She's, like, trapped in this hell thing you know you know this this hell universe and it's it's like she's just like minding her own business and then you come along and kill her and it's like you're the monster not her really and it's it's just it's, it's a whole thing 
Um, so it, it's just a different flavor of you know fantasy, I guess. I mean, people will lap that up because you know I I, I you know. I've not played any of the games, but when I read about the reviews and I, I read, you know, read about things, I, I I am attracted to this, this, this whole, you know, these, these. Uh, I'm attracted to stories, so, um, you know, I find it all very appealing. Uh, makes you wonder, though. Um, With that in mind, it does show two people that either <coughs> could be the protagonist and or the boss. Mm. Um, one of which is female. Yeah. Which is a little bit of a departure. I mean, um, and then there's one that's clad, almost has no recognisable attributes of being, I don't know, like an independent character. He's just a knight and he's thrusting a giant spear into what looks like to be... Sort of giant demon. Well, if you watch, I mean, if you looked at the that that knight character, um, it doesn't look, almost look human. Um, if you if you let it come come up on the on the video, <coughs> it, it's sort of like um, if you look at the sort of the, the face, uh, it, it can you see it doesn't look it doesn't look like a, like a normal you know knight armor. It's very smooth. It looks almost like a monster's you know. Well, it kind of looks like. Almost like something trapped inside the armor. Yeah, it, it looks like a, essentially demon wearing armor. You know, I mean, if you look at the, look at the hands, it almost look clawed. Uh, if you if you go through the the far side arm, looks like weirdly. You know, it, it's. I mean, it's it's all very hard to tell because it's moving very fast. Possibly it could be just a very ornate armor, and he's this is the good guy stabbing the you know the big bad. We don't know. Also, yeah, it does seem like the way it's cut. It looks like he's plunging a spear into. The, in the next scene is a demon on his what looks like he's on his knees and sort of starts to burn mm. but this is clad in slightly different armor um, than the actual demon in the next part of the sequence where mm. it almost looks like they're trying to say I mean it could be it might not be also, that dude looks amazingly big compared to the dead. It also looks like a dwarf. It looks like a dwarf. <laughs> you it's know, like he's on his knees to me. Okay, it it just it looks like a dwarf. You know, I see, I see it. It looks like it's like a dwarf. You know, if you had a dwarf in ancient Japan, you know, that's that's what that's what it looked like. Um, but it's almost like um, this this uh, blacksmith character is definitely doing something bigger than just forging something. It's, mm. It's uh, maybe the forging the one ring. <laughs> there is a little bit of that in there, isn't there? Well, you know, we we get sort of not much from the name, but it's broken. <laughs> the Elden Ring is broken. Yeah, and it needs to be reassembled or something. Right, and moving on to the next thing. Uh, we have Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, brought to us by uh, Tango Gameworks, uh, which is headed up by uh, Shinji Mikami, uh, ex, you know, Capcom vet, um, who uh, worked best known for the Resident Evil series. However, not survival horror. Stated. Stated as not survival horror. However, we kind of got to wait. I mean... You get the feel that it could be just like 
slightly survival horror but with better controls and stuff so that you actually stand a chance when fighting against you know the enemies um do you remember reading something what's called where you could they, they mentioned something about uh you know there's different spirits in the world you know sort of hostile as well as friendly no was i confused with another game they said i'm sure it was about this one and said you have to be careful you know which you know who you interact with because you know they may not help you or something mm. um anyway i like um, the setting i mean it's yeah. just basically tokyo no yeah and I, I love some of this you know thing like the those you know people with the you know the just traditional garb but they're like semi-transparent and all glowing and stuff um the the, the, the japanese supernatural thing you've got the sort of only mask there um the noodles are not so scary but you know if they're cold, then perhaps... It's definitely kind of drawing on that duality between the the normal world and the spiritual world. Yeah. And I mean, if you saw that arc, it almost like... It was like a, a change between worlds. So mm. I wonder if they might have... You know, one of the mechanics is that you can perhaps switch between them. Um, between the spiritual world and the and the uh, the real one. Um, but Initially yeah. it looks very good, but we're seeing FMV, so... Yeah. But the, 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 the amount of work that's gone into the FMV is just appallingly lots. I mean, just for something that's just setting it up. Um, it's like... This is footage we'll never use again and it took months to make. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's it's like the, the CG department that's, that's doing that. But still, it's like... Let's hope the uh, assets are being used in varied environments. Yeah. Because, like, there are some games that every environment, even though it's meant to be a different place, looks unremarkably similar. <laughs> Which is disturbing and boring as well, because you switch off, your brain switches off. You're like, oh, this is another building in you, another You place. lose the immersion, because yeah. it's like, these are just reused game assets, as opposed to the real world, where... Things just feel and look different, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, especially, especially when you're sort of uh, you're taking that sort of traditional, you know, there's looks like Shinto temples and shrines and things, and then you've got like corporate buildings and modern yeah. malls and things. Although in Japan they they have those things next to each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, reaction. yeah. But it's it's like. Um, you need to, there needs to be a different differentiation between that you are like a you know a you experience it. Yeah, yeah yeah okay um interesting yeah that's all we can really say have you have you played the evil within I, i've watched a fair bit of it it's what is that like Cause I, I can't remember it, it's I don't basically remember. you play a detective who's um looking into a disturbance and it's i think it starts off in a a mental asylum or something like that, or a hospital, mm. and um, some weird stuff goes down, and you're chasing a particular person, and then it kind of gets sort of darker and darker, and there's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, there's like mutated people and whole spiritual side to it as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was. It, it looks very interesting, but I've. You know, it's one of those games that I don't have time to jump into. How how was it? How was it? Was it like, you know, survival horror, Resident Evil style? Game yeah, game? but less of the collecting stupid shit. 
it, uh, there was more emphasis on the action. I'm putting it in a bloody box for later. <laughs> I might need these later. Get to the end of the game. Oh, I never used these. This is starting to look familiar, yeah. Um, I don't think there was any of that. It was like you could pick things up and it was like ammunition that was used sparingly. And it was... There was puzzle elements to it. But it was more action. Yeah, it was... It was. I'm, I'm getting the feeling that when they say it's not survival horror... It it's going to be an an evil you know a step again beyond the evil within where it's the same thing but more action again yeah. and that your character is more powerful so that you aren't just running from the enemy because they they can just kick your ass it is you know like games like um, oh what there's the ninja game called um, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, like you know, those games where you you it's more much more action. You know, it's essentially sure. a combat thing. Um, and with your character, as as in the trailer, he has he's, you know he's got bow arrow. Um, he has magic powers, so it's likely that you know for the, at least for the fe- you know first bit, you're going to be fighting on equal footing. Um, so it is the, less the survival horror and more more of the action adventure style. Is he going to be like Gandalf and never actually uses magic powers? <laughs> Or or use it, but just like just in cutscenes, just in cuts, yeah, just in the cutscenes, <laughs> or open doors, or or in flashbacks, yeah, even better, <laughs> yeah, flashbacks, or when no one else is there to see it. <laughs> I'm gonna turn the light on in this room. It, it's it's like, yeah, I I turn it magic powers, and I use them like ten minutes ago. You should have seen it. It was just totally magical. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I totally smoked that demon. It's weird though. Uh, he did say they. They did make a point of saying action game. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I mean, looking at the evil within, that that's already, you know, quite quite a fair bit of action. So, um, just stepping, you know, beyond that isn't too much of a stretch, really. Um, but, you know, it is kind of like what we would say. Yeah, this is this is what this studio would. This is the kind of game this studio would do, isn't it? Horror elements, third-person action adventure. Yeah, yeah, it's totally in the in the mold. Um, right. Next up, we have Cyber Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven twenty seventy seven, starring John Wick in his most oh. futuristic role yet. Oh yeah, not not, not John Wick. Um, some some guy who looks like him. <laughs> it's like. Did Keanu Reeves really need to be in this? Not necessarily. Well, uh, no, it's not about needing to or not needing to. It was... They need an actor to It was to genuinely surprising. It was genuinely surprising. But, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like he hasn't done a, a shit ton of sci-fi in the past anyway. In fact, he did the... Did you ever see the... He did an, uh, an animated thing. I thought it was called. Uh, essentially, it was like... You know, they sort of filmed it and then they sort of drew over the... Uh, oh, yeah, that was the terrible film. What, yeah. what was the name of the terrible film? Uh, Scanner Darkly, I think. Yeah, it's, it's something like... Yeah, yeah, but, it was, yeah, it was truly awful. And I'm not even talking about the visuals. The visuals were meh. And the story was truly awful. They were genuinely unlikable characters. I, I watched like a couple of minutes of it and I remember nothing. Um, but this is almost... This, this trailer... For the game is almost Johnny Mnemonic in a, in a nutshell. It, yeah, oh, that's it. Yes, the transport the chip. Yes, thing. in his head, and then the, the deal goes bad. Someone, someone is saying, "Okay, 
we we got like we got Kenny Reeves on board. It's a joke let's, that let's, he's let's, in this because of that. Let, let's if run. he wasn't, I wouldn't have made the connection. Of course. Probably. Supposing you like take control of his character later on, and she puts the chip in. You know, they just like totally rip. They just <laughs> rip all of all of Kenny Reeves' like sci-fi career over. They discover that he is the one, and he's got to <laughs> fight against the machines. He's just in a. He's in the Matrix. Yeah. Like, no. No. Well, no. That's not. He's not in the Matrix, but you know, he fights against the machines. He's transporting a chip. It, 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 they're scanners. They're darkly scanning. The the thing about this game, right? There was there is gameplay footage of it. But um, I think people are blinded by this lovely FMV sequence that's very rich and detailed. But isn't it? But people are blinded by all this and seem to forget that it's a first-person game. Oh, okay. Only when they watch the, I think there was a fifty-minute uh, gameplay footage that was released on the back of the trailer as well, and there was also one when they first showed it. Um, it was oh yeah last year wasn't it yeah. yeah 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 and that's fine and it does show it being first person um, I don't remember it being first person but you know I I I, I, I didn't watch the tra- I didn't watch the trailer once it's almost dishonest this trailer's almost dishonest none of this is going to go down and no, when this, it does no, go down it has gone down before you take control <laughs> yeah and when it does go down it's going to be completely different none of this is going to happen like this yeah. right. Although I mean, there's a, there's a couple of touches here where it does show you in first person, yeah, through the eyes of that person. But honestly, it's it's almost dishonest, like I say. So we can say it's very much like um, that other game I'm blanking on. Um, the thing is, that there's so many. Uh, this game's had a million different games, and it's only the last two. And this game, this uh, Cyber City, seems to be aping it a lot. Deus Ex. Yes. Invisible War, all of them. Yeah, well, you got the the, the prosthetics. This is well, this is more like the modern ones. But what's it called? When you saw the prosthetic arm and stuff like that, it was just like this is you know CG projects Deus Ex, um, Human Revolution, and the, the direct sequel to Human Revolution. This game apes them completely. Like yes, the augmentations, the the city itself, obviously. This is more role play. Well, actually, that had role playing elements as well. It had a skill tree and all that. It's not really role playing, anyway. Mm. That's like a skill based system. Um, but yes, this game. I think people forget that game exists. Well, I, I can't technically. I forgot it. I was like, "What the hell is it called?" Um, yes, it, it's. But the thing is, it's been going such a long time. Um, a lot of episodes. A lot of uh, twenty five years at least. Uh, first episode two thousand. Uh, the first game. No, it must have been even earlier than that. The series consists of six games. Deus Ex 2000, Visible War 2003, 2011, no, no, but there's a game called Deus Ex. It was on floppy disks. That's pre-2000. But that's not part of the series. The Deus Ex series starts the one created by Ironstorm. I don't care. No, no, no. The first game, I don't care if it's in the series, is still the first game. No, but that's, game. that's a different game. That's that's not... We're not talking about that because <coughs> we're not talking about that. We're, it's but, not canon. It's not canon. <laughs> and it's not... It's made by different, some, you know, someone else. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so six... You know, what? 19 years. Well, 16 years from uh, one to six. Um, it, it's It's got that whole... You know, 
if they if you had you know change the title and you call it like Deus Ex Revolution or something. I'm just going to, oh shit, that's already taken. That's literally, <laughs> human revolution is literally okay. the title of it. And, and called, I don't know, like, Johnny Mnemonic. You know, <laughs> Deus Ex, Mnemonic, Smuggling, Chips, whatever. You know, but it doesn't matter, right? You, you could, you the could, only difference with this is, allegedly, it's an RPG and it's first person. Whereas, but the other ones were RPGs. They were absolutely first no, person RPGs. No, no, no. They, no, they weren't. They weren't they were. first person. They were third person. First person. The third person. The first one was first person. Yeah, yeah. Invi- yeah, Invisible the, War was. Okay, I'm okay, talking okay. about human revolution. Okay, that's but yeah, where but the, really... the first person, third person thing, that's that's a minor, but... It's not. It's not. Okay. Um, but... But... My point is that this game apes a lot of that. If this game truly is an RPG, yeah. and not the kind of game that has RPG elements... Like, and there is a distinction there. I know people struggle with it sometimes, but if you've got a skill tree of, you know, abilities, you're still playing Tomb Raider, I'm sorry. (laughs) Right? Skill tree does not equal RPG. Exactly. Whereas Human Revolution just had, like, perks. Well, the thing is, I mean, if you've got stats and you say, right, I want to add points to strength. Exactly. That's more RPG-like. Well, I think there are. I would. I'm more flexible on my definitions for RPG, um, you know, and the, the, the simpler ones I think would still be uh, would still you know count for in, in my opinion. But yeah, like I said, I mean, if you had made you know gave this a you know a subtitle and said this was part of the Deus Ex series, nobody would. Bat no, one, no, yeah, everyone would. They'd cheer and whoop um, because. It, it totally blends in, and I mean, you could say, you could argue that all cyberpunk, you know, you know, futuristic games, you know, converge on a similar aesthetic. But um, just the depiction of the character, it has that much more. It, it's much more that than anything else. Um, I like how the they're leaning on um, that you can do the same, get the same result end result with different ways of getting there so you can be forceful or you can hack stuff or well, you can with cyberpunk as well no no yeah i'm talking about cyberpunk. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, so that's fine but that's that... going to get lost in you just playing the game you're not even going to think about that after the first hour i mean you say that but i mean i i, I read through things people playing like the deus ex series where again they had to give People were, for the most part, given freedom to, you know, do a pacifist route, go genocide, you know, to, to play the way they wanted. And some people, you know, they complained because the game forced them, you know, you could you could do almost perfect pacifist run, except for there was like one boss that you had to kill because it was part of the story. And I think, I can't remember, I think for one of the games, they actually patched it so that you could, you know, you could uh, actually do, you know, you didn't have to kill the boss in the end. Um, I can't remember now. It's been it's been a while, but you know they they gave those options, and if if um, CD Projekt are, are, are you know are following that, then that's great because um, you know it, it allows for replayability. It is like can how how far can you get through the game? You know if you're just going to go around tranquilizing everyone and then you know stealing everything they own. <laughs> What is this? Deathloop. Deathloop. Yes. 
I mean, uh, this was one of the games I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember anything about it. One one thing, just go back to. Oh yes, Cyberpunk. Def- yes, I remember. For for a yes, yeah, Cyberpunk. I do want to play it. Okay. If it's going to get my money on release, highly doubtful. You need them to send you view copy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 CD Projekt, send us a review copy. We'll give it like 10 thumbs up. Also, CD Projekt have become the new Bethesda. um, And and in that mould... Um, are looking to have The Witcher on every single format, just like um, Skyrim. But as well, as was announced, The Witcher Three will be on the Switch. They're, they're porting it to in five forty p. What's the point? For, doesn't it support nine hundred p? Yeah, but they can't get the game to run at the needed clip rate in order for it to have all the moving parts that it needs. That's so they have. They have dumbed down. I don't care. That, that's right. I'm not a resolution junkie, but it does strike me that you know perhaps they could why they could simplify models and just rejig textures so that it fits in memory. Apparently not. Five forty p. Because thing is, I mean, suck it up. We've seen you know games like that ran on the PS3, the PS2, and stuff like that, where developers pushed you know, the device to the max and they, they rung every single bit of performance and they got them to run at, you know, 30 frames, 60 frames, you know. And this is like, well, we're pouring something that's, what, three three years old? At least. Four years old. And it's like, we can't seem to get it running on this modern hardware without severely crippling it. Yep. I, I find that appalling. But... Yep. We're not going to get a review copy, are we? Thumbs up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I give it six thumbs up. Uh, okay, well, I mean, it's to be applauded in the respect that they're getting it ported, but it just seems like optimization has been forgotten somewhere. Anyway, should we talk about Deathloop and what little has been revealed about it? Yeah. Let's talk about Deathloop. Um, now... Another Bethesda game. Another Bethesda game. They're very popular. Bethesda sent us a review copy. Well, it's not out for review yet. Send us, send us a, a copy of something. Um, so you've got the two protagonists, and they are groundhogging, daying their way through some kind of island filled with zombies. Sorry, I, have, I, I just have a little problem there. I don't know when this sequence was rendered, who storyboarded it, or whatever... But I can't feel but help but say that first scene... Idris Elba. No. That first scene where the guy wakes up in an almost barren landscape with a thing in the background as a point of focus could not just be a rip-off of many other things, but <laughs> of late, Thanos in the Avengers movie... <laughs> what? When he goes to get the Soul Stone. Just saying... Anyway, <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's a really weird thing to be ripping off, and I don't think that was anyway intentional. So you say that, but, but the, the trailer the mind does. You know, sometimes you don't even remember the inspiration. Yeah. The okay, I guess that's right. So with um with Deathloop, you have the, the two protagonists. Uh, one I think is called Athena. I think. Um, 
I can't remember now, but they they sort of, they they got like full names and then they give like abbreviated versions, which is like, um, and they they they're opposing each other because they're they're trapped on an island where some kind of phenomenon is making them live a, live repeatedly through a time loop, um, and one of them wants to break out the time loop and the other one wants to prolong it you know keep them in it for as long as possible which seems a bit weird but the thing is it's a thought right if it's a time loop uh-huh. if like you know say it was me and you and we're like i want to like break out and you want to you know keep us trapped in here or whatever if one of us dies say i wanted to break break out and i kill you uh-huh. then the game can't possibly repeat because I break out and the game's ended. Whereas for the other person, if they kill me, then the time will keep looping. So for only one instance, will the, the plot actually make sense? Because <laughs> only well, for only yeah. one character will it be because if one if one person dies, the other person the loop doesn't reset just because the person dies. No, but they have to survive, and there's other people, other almost you know crazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's individual. It's, it's like a weird island full of lunatics. Everyone has guns, and yeah. So if you don't survive them, then you're going to get killed and reset as well. Yeah. In effect. In effect, it's just. I mean, I, I like the premise, but it it's. I'm 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 unsure. It, is this a two player game? I mean, it's it's basically it's Arcane Lion. They're they're basic. This is this is the the I don't know. The next efforts after um, Dishonored, the okay. same studio. Yeah, yeah, it's the Dishonored studio. Right, so they've just built on what they've already made. The graphical style is very much like Dishonored Two, mm. um, a little bit more detailed, I think. But well, is, it's, is it a two-player game where it's one-on-one, where you have to environmental enemies and? Uh, PvP and PvE. Well, the problem is, is that this is just pure cinematic. There's just no gameplay. Um, I I would assume that you you can probably play through it. You know, you know, with each you know, you can play the two scenarios from the each protagonist's point of view. Um, it's it's just like um, you know, it, it feels like while the premise is good, they just. They're stretching a few things just to, to make it hold. Um, Has a, that beginning part... Here we go. It's almost uh, like We Happy Few graphic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We Happy Few, yeah. It, okay, so... Um, Cinematic trail, blah, blah, death loop. Uh, right, so we've got Colt and Juliana, who are stuck in the unending cycle on the frozen island of Black Reef. In the trailer, two assassins opposing goals. Juliana wants to protect the cycle, while Colt hopes to break it. And the only way to do that is by killing each other. And they do it over and over again. And it's like... Okay, so if she wants a prolonged cycle, she will always have to kill him. But if he can kill her and everyone else and get the hell out, he wins. But she's just... You know, she just wants to stay in a nightmare hell where, you know, she gets to kill people over and over again. Well, maybe she's into that. Some people are, I guess. Um, Yeah, so in that case... And she also has... Um, they do seem to have powers. Yeah. She he seems to have some kind of telekinetic force push that he uses against one of the grunts. And she seems to have some sort of blink teleport. Like what's Much her like name? Dishonored. Or uh, the Overwatch woman who I can't remember now. 
I'm blanking on names today. What is the character from Overwatch? The one that the time jumping. I don't have time for Overwatch. <laughs> uh, and yes, okay. Um, yes, and they have powers. Um, definitely free them to play however you want, depending on which character you're playing. Because it'd be weird if you controlled Julian and said, "Well, I'm just going to stop the time loop now." Uh, meticulous levels. Uh, how can you have? It's just it's an island, though. Uh, blah blah blah. Let you take a friend to the role of either assassin and fight it out. That'd be interesting if you could do a, like a one v one. You know, you literally play through the game several hours later before you even encounter each other for the first time. <laughs> That'd be a long, a long co-op. Well, co-op. You know, a, uh, a versus match, wouldn't it? Could you imagine if you were playing through as him? Yeah. Trying to beat the game, and then people could invade your game. Oh, it's some Ella Dark Souls. Yeah, as her to try and, and kill you him. kill one, and they keep resp- well. The thing is, they wouldn't respawn unless you reset the loop. No, no, no. But she would. No, but the thing is, it, it does. There's no. There's like. There's so loop there could be a resetting. Time, I know, but be a time resetting, difference. Loop, loop resetting, not respawning. I don't know that they would have. Juliana respawn. No, 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 no. I, when when I say it's like when you kill an invader in Dark yeah, yeah. Souls, that that dude's gone. Yeah, but it doesn't stop another person invading you. Okay, but they would take perhaps they take over of one of the other sit islands denizens or something, perhaps. No, no, no. But once you, well, if you're still online, you're open to be. Because all, essentially, all you're doing is resetting you, the loop. You could, yeah. But, but if it is a time loop, nothing's a time loop. Let's put it that way. Nothing's a time loop, right? It will just be a deviation of... Oh, okay, just as a gameplay mode where you could have Juliana's just running at you endlessly. No, no, not all together at the same time. Yes, but every time you kill one, yes. someone else can take over a new... Ju- Imagine yes. that. That would be terrible. That would be amazing. It would because, be terrible. Because you would have to constantly fight <laughs> just, against the, the... Can you imagine stacking her? all the bodies? Just build, like, build yourself like a, a Juliana mountain. You would become John Wick yeah. against that one person. That you, you would be... It would drive you insane after a while. You would start to see like everyone... You'd be like, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> welcome to John... It, welcome it, to Dark Souls, yeah. Yeah. Um... Did the Dark Souls three have that mechanics still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they okay. So they're all in all all three of them. Okay. Um, yeah, I like. I I thought that was a very interesting take on the on the multiplayer thing. But there's they could also help you, couldn't they? When they when they invade. Could, yeah. Was it? No. 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 It was only no, as no. an enemy. No. If you brought them in as a as a partner. Yes. Then they could help you. But if they but invaded, the invading force was always an enemy. Yeah. Okay. There was different kinds of invaders. But the thing is, if you invaded, could you like say, I'm going to help this person even though I'm a monster and just go around attacking other monsters? You don't invade as a monster. But you just invade as an, a player character? Yeah. But that means you could still run around and do like, steal, steal all the health pickups. <laughs> you can't pick anything up. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> you're, actually, you're like they, you're, they, they, they run ahead of you. And they start, don't think of this over breakfast and then just implement. and they're just like it was. There was a whole system. They like steal all the loot and like throw it off a mountain. So you have to complete the rest of the game. Like we like no more pickups. I mean, you could just you could just run if you could, you could kite all the monsters and lead them to the player. <laughs> no, because the monsters actually don't interact with the oh. invader. They 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 thought they they've really made it easy. 
they've no, but I mean, if you're trying to kill the invader and they back into monsters, then you're gonna trigger that monster. You're gonna get within its yeah, so triggering zone. The monster will target you and not them. Of course. Okay. And then it's just a case that they can just keep attacking you while this, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Taurus demon coming at you and you're just poking them as well. You know, it's, makes get, makes for a hard time. Get good, as the saying goes. Or die. Right. And I have to say, we did, uh, I did put it into the last podcast as uh, a wow moment of what the hell we were talking about Fantasy Star uh, last week before E3 started. And by the time I was editing the footage and E3 had started and the Xbox, well, I say E3 had started, the Xbox uh, conference had happened and they had just dropped that little tidbit that Fantasy Star was coming to the West. I planned that. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Totally planned it. <laughs> nobody planned it because nobody, everyone had forgotten about a two-year-old game, <laughs> except you. About an eight-year-old game. Um, but yes. And now Fantasy Star 2 is coming to the Xbox One with cross-play. In America and- only. With crossplay and integration and online and everything, they, they, it was called. Someone tweeted to the um, director and said, uh, "What about e- EMEA region?" And he went, "Well, we can't announce anything at the moment." And it's like, "Dude, what?" <laughs> it's like, "What?" Uh, so it's probably it may be region locked to America. Um, well, on PC, you can't really do that. Can well, you? yes, technically can't, but I mean, uh, you I'm could. Pretty sure it's probably just going to come out of Steam. Yeah, but because it's Sega, can Steam? Region lock? Yes. Steam can definitely region lock. So there you go. They they could It does it with releases of games. Yeah. So they, they can be they can be you they can, can just be just log in in a different country. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> anyway. Although having said that I'm going to America next year, so I could literally log in in America and see if I can get around that. Christ. Uh, I would have to play a hell of a lot in the short period of time, but anyway. Um, yes. So like I said, I planned that. Yeah. Moving swiftly on. Uh, reason I mention it is also because I saw the next game we're going to talk about. Literally just a trailer with uh, somebody on Twitch talking about something else entirely. And this was just running in the background. And I haven't yet found any amount of details. But it reminded me... There was There's elements that reminded me of Fantasy Star. Uh, and it's called Astral Chain. And, it sounds familiar. And it's coming out on the Switch, which might be another reason to buy a Switch. Astral Chain. I think... I'm trying to remember, because I, I saw a number of trailers. I'm trying to remember if I saw this one. Because um... I think this happened uh, pre the Nintendo Treehouse. Or it might have happened the... The first, like the first thing of the Nintendo Treehouse, which I totally missed, annoyingly. Um, it also kind of reminds me of um, Metal Gear Rising, mm. in its sort of crazy um, battle mechanics. Yeah. So it, it kind of has the feel of like the look of Fantasy Star, and then the crazy over the top sort of Japanese esque. Battle, but it looks good. Yeah, it looks very nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely got that the, the sort of the, the fantasy star 
uh, Fantasy Star 2 uh, um, feel to it. Although the, the combat for PSO is a bit more simplified. Uh, this one looks to be more more action and combo orientated, more Devil May Cry style or Bayonetta. Um, yeah, I'm really liking the graphical style. It's yeah. the game. It's a fut- futuristic... And he's got futuristic he's, monster. Yeah, he's got. Seems to have like um, helpers. I wonder. Well, there's two. It seems like there's two characters. There's a male and a female, but they seem to have helpers. Where it's almost like a a summon. Yeah, like a that's on the end of the chain. Ironically, um, is a giant robot type. Well, I say giant. I wonder if this is slightly for, bigger than man size. Yeah, Platinum Games. So this is from the makers of Bayonetta. Then, hence the combat. It is Bayonetta style because... It has a lot of Bayonetta in it. It is. It's, it's, DNA is there. Yeah, it's, it's the same makers. So, um, I, 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 I had the mount as well, running on that. like looked like a wolf or a dog, cybernetic. Yeah. Sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, no. I, I sort of like the whole, um, you know, the, the the combat and stuff. And so, um, you know, if this, from, this, if this is in the vein of Bayonetta, then it's going to be, it's going to be good. That, yeah, that would also explain it, it, why it's been released on on the Switch first, <laughs> because um, you know Platinum Games seem to have uh, a deal with Nintendo to uh, to uh, release their games there first. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, I think they've always had a good relationship. But the thing is, I mean, you look at this, right? This is running on the Switch at full res. Yeah, and it looks good. And it's like, why can the Witcher? Because this doesn't have massive draw distance. It doesn't have wind but the thing is you can f- blowing. Yeah, the problem is you would need to you need to rejig the engine to mask draw distance. Exactly. But it's a it's a technical level that yeah. we don't really appreciate until you start like tearing down each layer. Yeah. If you can imagine like this is I don't know maximum five layers deep of foreground player character background. So and the other one so. is like 15 layers deep. Exactly. Well, the, the problem is, is obviously that The Witcher was made for the PC where you can just, just you know, spoonfuls of RAM. You've got the virtual RAM running off the hard drives. Um, so that way, you it didn't matter. It was just a case that the machine would just chug through it. Um, whereas consoles are more limited. Uh, yeah. Still, it's. I suppose they also you wouldn't want to say, well, the game's been you know created already. Why waste you know engineering resources rebuilding the engine and changing assets so that uh, it can accommodate the the thing? I don't know. But yeah, Astral Chain. Uh, I give it three thumbs up. Even though it's not released yet. <laughs> What is next on the menu? We have... A very lush... It really reminds me of um, Breath of the Wild in its look. It's called Gods and Monsters. Gods and Monsters. I'm not familiar with this one. Um, yeah, I just I caught the end of the little bit where they were showing it. Um, the trailer kind of makes it feel a bit like Breath of the Wild as well. Mm. Of course... Breath of the Wild has its own sequel, uh, yeah, which, which is very is much awesome. like Breath of the Wild. Which is awesome. I like. 
just knowing it's coming out on the same system is good news. Yeah. Because of late, Nintendo had... Um, <laughs> Whoa, the, what happened to the trailer? <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, that was very brief. Um, There's not a lot to say about uh, Gods and Monsters. It's It seems like it's based in a sort of Greek myth uh, setting. From the creators of Assassin's Creed? <coughs> I hope not. Um, <laughs> did you did you not see it? It came up. I did it. Well, pay attention, pay attention. 007. Look, there we go. Odyssey. Odyssey. Okay. <laughs> you you Odyssey. All right. Okay. Screen, uh, Odyssey is okay. slightly different. But you see, they had like, well, we got all these assets and this this stuff. We should make another game. That still doesn't. Uh, that still doesn't make me greatly overjoyed because Gods and Monsters: The Zelda Lookalike by the Assassin's Creed team. What if you do stealth kills and stuff? <laughs> I. It looks like it's coming out on everything: Xbox, Switch. Yeah, PC. yeah, multi-formats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mythical RPG. Uh, Island of the Blessed, which is similar to a little place called Hyrule. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Open world, sword, bow and arrow, telekinetic powers. What? Um, based on Greek mythology, and it's telekinetic powers. You know. Um, and that's about it. So they have telekinetic powers. <laughs> As you do. <sighs> Pardon me. Right. What else is coming up? This is... Uh, this is a game called Rad. And this is kind of enjoying the same uh, Unreal Engine, of course. Um, uh, it's made by Double Fine. Um... But it's kind of... Going to be an Xbox exclusive. What's the phrase? It's not an Xbox exclusive, <laughs> I don't believe. What's the phrase? Um, okay. Like Hades, like... The, the, rogue, the roguelikes. Yes, that's it. That's, that's the word. Yes. So it's a, it's a, a third-person roguelike? Yeah, kind of third-person. It's, kind of, it's, it's kind of weird. I think I've seen... It looks like I think Borderlands, but it's... Sort of third person bird's eye view, almost like an action RPG. And then you've uh, the different characters, and there's melee weapons, there's guns, there's special moves. It's and then well, I said there's different characters. Sorry, there's different perks that you can get as part of being a roguelike, which include mutations. Yeah, because so, of the muta- because of the the radioactivity. So he's just, he's laying eggs. He just popped <laughs> an egg out of his butt. So uh, yeah. Uh, if they hatch, they become new player characters. <laughs> it's, it's interesting though. Like there's ones uh, mutations like six legs and so on, uh, wings, which allow you to sort of hover. Okay. Um, it seems to be quite a few. Um, and you can just rid yourself of millions of mutations. He's got like different arm, leg, and and stuff. Uh, I wonder how. I wonder what the limit is on mutations you can stack on yourself. Can also, you, do they replace the other mutation? Yeah. Can you? <laughs> he's got something on his back. Uh, you know, can actually just like think about. Well, I'm just going to grow extra arms so that I can get even more mutations. You know, in not enough arm slots, grow some extra arms. <laughs> and again, summer 2019. Bandai Namco. Yeah, it's being released by. Oh. And again, on everything. I mean, oh, yeah. I think this would be well, a that's pretty it. good this, Twitch this, game. This game, obviously, was 
announced before they um, Double Fine were purchased. Is it Double Fine? Double Fine? No, I'm thinking of someone else, aren't I? Who is... Was it Double Fine that was purchased by Microsoft? Uh, they weren't purchased. No, but they, they... Well, they were. They, Microsoft were buying studios. Double Fine... Uh, I don't think they were purchased. I think they've gone into... Partnership, I want to say. I know there's no such thing as partnership with Microsoft, but Microsoft acquires Double Fine Productions. Yeah, they've they've had essentially it's a Microsoft Studio now, so they own it. Um, and yeah, that game was um, done, you know, was in in the works because obviously Bandai are publishing it, not Microsoft. Um, but yeah, because Microsoft wanted to, you know, studios for first person, not first party games. They want to get more exclusives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the that's, war against that's, that's been... Sony, so. That's been their their whole draw the entire like last three years because yeah. they seem to be hoovering up studios, and the ones frankly the ones that uh, Sony have been hoovering up have been garbage. <laughs> but it's like they've been hoovering up garbage. <laughs> isn't that what you you, you you suck up the dust? Isn't yep, it? that's Sony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's obviously it's down it's it's down to the individual whether they like the games being produced. I mean, this game isn't for everybody, but this game could be great on like the Switch if you've got twenty minutes to play. Yeah, this would be a great you know thing. You just you know complete a level, head back to base, save up, and uh, put the device away. Yeah, it's you know it has Pop, almost that arcadey look. He's pooping, <laughs> he's pooping out little Sp- octopied versions of the, himself. Sp- spider, spider, <laughs> the little spiders with his with his head on them. Um, it that's looks fun. That's a mutation you want because then you just poop out an entire army and well, you just send I, your army to. I think uh, three might have been a limit there, an entire army. Um, right, that's uh, that's quite a, a lot we've covered uh, for this episode. Um, so wrapping up. Um, any of those games you were particularly insi- excited about? What other, other games we covered so far? Which one would you most like to play? Mm. E- even given that some of them were just CGI, which ones? Which one of those games were you most excited about? I want, excitement's a strong word. <laughs> which one were you like? Uh, <laughs> which one are you least meh about? <laughs> yeah, least meh is probably the right scale. No, I was like these are. These picks are the ones I was genuinely interested in. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a there was literally hundreds of games. Like they're still being shown. I think yeah. three still on today, which uh, we'll cover in the next episode. Um, but there's because uh, I don't know. It's almost like a returning theme because of quality mm. with the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne and Sekiro. Uh, I'm 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 Gravitation interested. Elden yeah, Ring, yeah, the Elden Ring's kind of the the sort of top level of my PQ'd interest, and that seems to have had the least. Like that's apart from Gods and Monsters, which was on this as well. Um, that's almost the least footage. There's no gameplay footage yeah. whatsoever of that. But I'm still interested because of the improvements made in Sekiro. If that's backported into a Dark Souls game, how much better will that get? Well, yeah, I mean, iteration of uh, improvement is 
is something that's definitely happened through those games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's my sort of top level of interest. But looking at like on a as a side note, like Astral Train looks like great fun. Mm. Um, Rad looks fun. It looks rad. Um, and then you've got like Cyberpunk, which. Or Deus Ex Cyberpunk. <laughs> Deus Ex 2077. Like, I, I really enjoyed playing Deus Ex a Human Revolution. I didn't play the one after that because it looked like the same game again. <laughs> and I thought, no, I'm okay. I, I, I completed this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't need to spend another 20 hours on this or 10 hours or however much. But yeah. It, so yeah, that's sort of my... I guess it would be Elden Ring to play Elden Ring and then... Probably Cyberpunk and Astral Chain. Okay. Yeah, Ast- Astral Chain is uh, gets my my vote out of those in terms of uh, which I'd most like to waste my time on. Although I, I did like the um, uh, cr- Creature in the Well. Uh, yeah. Look like a good a good game to sort of dip in and out of uh, as a, a snackable game, you know, to play on on the Switch sort of thing. Uh, anyway, uh, that was uh, that was your episode. Any last thoughts from you? Um, it's going to be a long wait before most of these even see the light of day. Apart from the ones that are coming out that are already made and basically coming out in the next couple of months. But if you're thinking of games, like the majority of games are March slash whatever 2020, there's there's a whole cycle of ups and downs of your anticipation versus, you know, footage being shown, beta testing, you know, horrible servers, you know. Yeah. So the TLDR, some games coming out soon, some games are not. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, that's it. See you later. Okay, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, we also release the show with video visuals on YouTube. So if you'd like some pretty pictures to go along with our pretty voices, search for Digital Suffering Podcast on YouTube to find us.